Howdy, howdy, do who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 290. Indeedy. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. (laughs) I could retire and do that. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes, and it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Welcome back to the Big Blue Box podcast. This is episode 290. Hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something Doctor, Doctor Who related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hope you're keeping safe and healthy during lockdown. Big. I assume whatever country you're listening to us in, you're in some kind of lockdown. If you're not, that's cool. And if you are, hope you're keeping it sane and got your mental health all in check and steady as well. It's not just physical. Make sure you're keeping your mental uh, your mental sanity in check. We'll be through it soon, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, dude, episode 290, in the week that it's a Doctor Who day. Doctor Who's oh, birthday. Yeah. 57 bloody years, mate. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 57 years, imagine that. Still going strong. Still going strong. The greatest science fiction series ever, apparently. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would say that's well, a, it's a, a decent contender for that title. Well, apart from, obviously, Blake 7. But, oh, yeah. Blake 7. <laughs> I heard there was a new Blake 7 Big Finish story coming soon, dude. Oh, there is, yes. Yeah, there is. But it's um, it's on digital only. Digital only, right? <laughs> I, I, I'll probably get it at some point, but yeah, I didn't rush to buy it. Their, their uh, Blake Seven audios are very good, actually. I, I do normally buy every single one, but you know me—I'm a physical person. And I, when yeah. I saw there was a new one, I was like, "Oh, oh, digital only." Oh well, we I'll go. get that at some point. <laughs> Here we go. I'm physical only. 
physical only. Yeah. So it that's does, really cool, though, isn't it? Fifty-seven years. We're not. Um, we're not too far out from the sixtieth, dude. Wonder what we're gonna do for that. I know. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? To think about that. It's quite exciting, really, isn't it? I mean, the the way the production's going in the minute. Um, well, Jody will probably still be the Doctor, and we'll probably only have had one series in between. It's uh, it's rattling around pretty quick. Mm. If you think about season uh, thirteen, isn't it? Probably isn't yes. going to be out for another yeah. year, is it? Potentially, yeah. So that'll be the yeah fifty eighth birthday, and then you're only two years away. Who knows? Will Will Jody be the Doctor? Will we have a new Doctor? Will the show have been cancelled? <laughs> who knows? Hopefully not. Sorry, that yeah. was a really <laughs> that was a really bleak. Anyway. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, who knows? Of course, it won't have been cancelled. I think Doctor have gone forever. But where will it be? Who knows? Will the Chibs still be showrunner for the sixtieth, or will there be a new showrunner? It's you know, it's that sort of tight in between couple of years gap. Anything could happen. Yeah, it's exciting. We're staying out of it. Will the, yeah, will yeah. will the tenth Doctor ever uh, pair up with the thirteenth in any <laughs> format <laughs> again? Again, yeah. yeah. Maybe Chris Eccleston will come back for the sixtieth. I actually can see that. I mean, there was a time when you would say no, that would never ever happen. That's exactly. Never gonna happen. Yeah. He's never going to do a convention. He's never going to do big finish. <clears throat> so yeah, look, never say never say yeah. never. Mm. Now look, I can see that happening. You know, imagine that. Imagine Eccleston, uh, Jody, Tennant, Smith. Who am I missing? Uh, Fugitive Doctor, Joe Mai. Imagine that. That'd be a cracking 60th, actually. Cool. They might even do it properly this time. Yeah. Get some of the classic Doctors who are still alive to participate properly. Oh, it would be, be nice. Yeah. Yeah, because as much as we... Uh, well, we haven't reviewed that yet, so we're going to have to be careful with that one, Day of the Doctor, because as much as... Uh, when have we got... I'm sure we've got that on our list for, like... I think it's... Yeah, so the first week of January next year, we have that down for our review. Yeah. So I won't say too much, but one thing that did irk me a little bit was... Uh, was none of the classic Doctors were in it. They did that little spin-off, didn't they? The Five Doctors-ish. Oh, that was brilliant. Which was great, don't get me wrong. But as a 50-year celebration of Doctor Who, yeah, I wish I just they should have had a, a part to play in it. Not necessarily a start, not like overtaking the story away, taking it away from the, the, the newer Doctors, but they could have had cameos in there quite easily. Yeah, I, I must. I'm not going to say too much because I've got a lot to say when we do get around to mm. reviewing uh, Day of the Doctor. A lot of thoughts on that particular um, special, but yeah, no, I mean it would be. I, I always think of something like that. You should try and involve them. But that thing that Peter Davison did, the Five Doctors, was just brilliant. Uh, the amount of people he managed to get in it as well. <laughs> um, it's weird actually because I was going to watch that as part of the Doctor Who day, so I'd got a few things in mind that I was going to watch. Um, for Doctor Who Day, and that was one of them. But I didn't get, didn't actually get time uh, to, to to fit it in. Uh, actually, I may as well just while we're talking about that stuff, I may as well just tell you what I've been doing this week because it kind of fits in with it. So for you know, basically for Doctor Who Day, um, I decided I was going to watch An Earthly Child. I thought obviously that's an obvious one, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I'll just watch the first part. You know, just it's such an amazing piece of television, and then I'll watch the Five Doctors. So I've got two absolute 
banging nice. stories. Um, I was thinking I should have something from the new era. I thought I should start with An Every Child and then have something from the new era. But I just really fancied something fun. Um, although I've seen it a million times, I just really felt like they would go together nicely, and they did. And then after the Five Doctors, I was going to watch the Five-ish, <laughs> Fish Doctors or whatever, um, but I just didn't get around to it. And the reason for that is that when I put in Unearthly Child, I remember that it's got the pilot on there. And I thought, actually, before I watch the proper one, I'll watch the pilot first because it's always lovely to see how they differ. And uh, I'd forgotten that you actually get, not only do you get like the pilot, but you get two alternative takes of the second half of the story. And I, I tell you what, I was just in heaven because um, I haven't watched them for a while. And it is, it is so good, uh, the pilot. I mean, the TARDIS looks all clean and bright and <laughs> When Barbara bursts through the door, it's it's she goes from the TARDIS out outside into the interior and it's done really well. And there's so many differences between that and the, you know, when you get to the one that was transmitted, the TARDIS prop's been dragged back in. It's all dirty. Um, they didn't really have time to set that shot of Barbara coming into the TARDIS up properly. So it just there's just like a savage cut. And uh, the music's slightly different as well at the start. It's got this awesome explosion sound effect, which I love. I really wish they'd kept that. So there's loads of little differences between the pilot and the one that they transmitted. And Hartnell's Doctor's much more um, savage. He's really quite harsh in certain scenes. They they softened him a little bit when they refilmed it for the transmitted version. So he's he's really quite rough in certain scenes. And um, oh, it's just brilliant. I'm just so glad that we've got those those episodes survive. You know that they kept the pilots because obviously so much of Doctor Who is lost. Um, but the fact they've still got the pilot and the untransmitted versions of the scenes uh, is is amazing to see. Absolutely. So I actually watched all of that, then the transmitted version of Unearthly Child, and then the Five Doctors, and that was pretty much my my night done, really. So, so it was a cracking way to spend Doctor Who day. Obviously, I was on Twitter loads, seeing what everyone else was doing. Um, there was a lot of excitement about people were convinced we were going to get a trailer. Um because oh, yes. yeah. the BBC did yeah, the BBC did a watch along of um Timeless Child. And I think people thought they'd pick the episode because it would lead into the trailer, which is a natural you'd say, Yeah, that makes sense, but no, um we got a literally three second teaser, which we'll talk about later. Um But so yeah, I didn't do the tweet along. I I've you know, checked in to see what how people were spending Doctor Who Day and I saw quite a few people doing that, but uh no, I didn't didn't bother with that. I was I was much happier just watching my little selection of mm-hmm. Doctor Who, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's lovely to see. I, I I was worried because they'd picked the timeless child as the watch along. I thought, oh God, is Twitter gonna turn into a you know, a war? Is there gonna be a Twitter war between the fans? But no, it seemed quite civil actually. A lot of positive comments, um, from what I was seeing anyway. I mean, unless I missed something, but I was uh, it's really nice to see there was a lot of positivity. Uh, from what I saw, which was really good. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, I didn't like this episode when it aired, but actually this is really good and Sasha's amazing and, you know, Jodie's really good in this bit. And, you know, there was a couple of comments, obviously, about the whole retcon in and stuff. But it was, um, yeah, it was fairly positive from what I saw. So, yeah, so was, I had quite a good yeah. Doctor Who day. Yeah. The only other thing I've done, uh, well, not really done, but I did manage to get that Dalek bookazine. Oh, I saw, yes. Oh, Very good. It's fantastic it really is mm. it's um it is beautiful mm. like it's even better than i was expecting 
it's um yeah it's really really nice so i was really chuffed to get that they added some more to the panini website and i uh, got it and uh, it arrived pretty quick actually yeah, so yeah i'm really set. glad i would yeah really i can see why you were dribbling all over it because it's um it's a real <laughs> it's a really nice thing to have that it so, is yeah. yeah yeah so i've been flicking through that and reading through that cool but that's been, but that's been cool. me really yeah so i had a really good doctor who day did you yes. check in and and uh what did you do on doctor who day yeah i did i did i didn't do the watch along yeah for uh, <laughs> for them um, for uh timeless child um for yeah a couple of reasons really one i just don't i don't want to rake up old graves yeah <laughs> i don't want to get back into that thing again um no. and secondly yeah i just didn't want to see doctor who fandom descend into the vortex of toxicity and all that stuff but like you i did notice that it wasn't too bad to be fair i did see the odd tweet where um where people were uh very vocally uh, saying, you know, describing their displeasure at the timeless child and everything like that. But it, on the whole, like you, like you said, it was fairly, fairly positive, which is good. So I didn't do that. But for Doctor Who Day, I watched the same two stories that I always watch. I seem to have settled into this routine and this pattern, which is weird. I can't seem to break it. So I watch an un, an, an unearthly child, yeah, and Rose. So I always oh, watch nice. those two. Yeah, I don't know why. I just seem to have got into a. Well, no, it's just a good yeah. I can see that. It's like Rose kicked off the Doctor Who when it came back. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Sounds good. And I love An Unearthly Child. It's such a great oh, It story, is an yeah. incredible piece of television, isn't it? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say, it has like a, it has a different feeling to all the other classic, especially classic Who and even the, the rest of the Hartnell stories. I think because it's definitely a, a psychological thing because it's the first one. It just seems to have a sort of, sort of magic feel to it, if that makes sense. It has a, I don't know, it just has a, a, a feel to it that if it wasn't the first one, I probably wouldn't feel that way. It, I don't know. It, it's like that sense of history, like a very important milestone in in television and science fiction television and obviously Doctor Who. It just sort of elevates it to this kind of status. It's very, I don't know, it just feels magical to me, an unearthly child. It's Yeah, I love it. It definitely has got its magic. I was just when I watch it as well. I think it's so funny. Someone pointed out ages ago that the sort of premise of it is to see Ian and Barbara have seen the ship, the TARDIS, and so he can't possibly let them leave now. They've seen they they know too much, and yet it's quite funny <laughs> when you sort of fast forward to later in the series and the Doctor's inviting every Tom, Dick, and Harry into the TARDIS, like in Black Orchid. He's like, "Oh, come and have a look at this." <laughs> You know, the, yeah, the Doctor sort of did ease up in his later regenerations, but no, it is a superb piece of television. I was going to say the the, the other thing that I knew, was considering watching was obviously an adventure in space and time, which is another uh, fantastic yeah. piece of television. But I thought, well, it's not that long ago I, I rewatched that, so that that was my other consideration. But you just made me think as well. If you were sort of putting two episodes together, an earthly child also leads very nicely into remembrance of the Daleks, doesn't it? Because he goes back to Totter's uh, lane and, and yeah. all that stuff. So there's a good link there as well. Maybe I'll do that for the birthday next year. Yeah, <laughs> Just always an earthly child, but then <laughs> something else after it, yeah. Yeah, always the same. Always series one, episode one, sure. And then oh, I'm going to have to break this cycle. I might have to ditch Rose next year. Or actually, no, a better option would be to keep Rose and also watch Remembrance. Yeah, so, yeah. 
and an earthly child, Remembrance Rose. That's about that's a cracking yeah combination. Yes, yeah. yes. Excellent. So yeah, but uh, I yeah I haven't really done much else this week, but it has, it has been nice. It's been lovely to see fandom come together to celebrate Doctor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't get a trailer. <laughs> I must admit, I part of me <laughs> thought we might, but I also felt like nah, we won't. But yes, can't be long. Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it's um, we're literally on the cusp of mm. thundering into December. Yeah, we've got uh, literally a few days. We've got five days left, and then we're into December. Now, assuming that we're not going to get a Christmas special, because the powers that be at the BBC just seem to want to wreck everybody's Christmas by not giving us Doctor Who on Christmas Day. I'm not going to go into that. Let's just assume that it's going to be on New Year's Eve, but they're wrapping it up in the it's a festive special. We need to have it. We need to have a word with someone, mate, about this. It's going to, I think someone said it will have to be confirmed by next week because uh, why was it they said? Is it something to do with the Christmas mags that start coming out? Yes. So they, yep. they have to announce the schedule. So I've got a feeling by, by next week, the next time we record, we should know for sure. Um, my my only inkling is that it might be Christmas Day because they might not have had any got anything else ready to go. <laughs> you know, like because you know, Revolution was is Revolution, and I keep getting confused. It is, is that the new yeah. one? Yeah, because that was filmed so long ago, and it was it's in the can ready, and then obviously COVID's kicked in, and a lot of shows like EastEnders. <laughs> sorry how anybody can watch that on Christopher. You know, a lot of shows haven't been able to, to film. Uh, so they're probably thinking, oh, they're panicking. Like, you know, oh, what can we show? Like, what have we got ready to go? So it, maybe <laughs> it's one of the few things they've actually got got complete, ready to show. Know, so man. it might be Christmas. Because what do you remember, like, there was a time uh, back in the day when they would always show Star Wars on Christmas Day. Like, I remember... I, that was ITV, about though. Years, Oh, was it ITV? Yeah. Oh, it would have been, yeah. Because I just remember for, for about four or five years running, Christmas Day, Star Wars is on. It was always on. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, obviously, they lost the rights to show it or whatever. I don't know. But... Yeah. That's one of my earliest memories Yeah, of science what? fiction, dude. When I was a wee nipper, the very first film that I remember watching on, it was actually Boxing Day. It was The Empire Strikes Back on Boxing Day back in 1986, I think. Wow, that makes me sound bloody old. But they, yeah, but they were, you you know what I mean, don't you? They were always on at that Christmas time of year. The Star Wars films were on. It was kind of like a thing mm-hmm. for a yeah. couple of years running. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, obviously things change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about this, mate. Call the I, midwife that reckon... they've been able to film. What, what else do the BBC love at Christmas? Well, um, I don't know. They, Mrs. They normally... Brown Boys, I expect that'll be on. I expect they found a way to do that. Um, yeah, probably. They normally drag out stuff, though. Like if the schedule's not... We normally get Dad's like a mixture of like oldie, worldy stuff, don't we? And yeah. I don't know, what is it normally like Watership Down during the day? And, oh, no, yeah. Uh, Horrible. I don't know, some Roald Dahl film probably. and then a, Oh, there'll be a David Williams uh, yeah. book adaption, won't there, for sure. There'll be something, like The Borrowers will come back or something. or Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but then that, if they show that Christmas Day, they've got nothing for New Year's Day, haven't well, they? That's what I was going to say. If, James Bond. To flip it on its head. They do that in Crimbo. There's nothing for new because let's face it. Oh, depending on how well you obey the rules around lockdown, 
they're going to be eased a little bit, aren't they, this year? So the audience might not be there to watch Doctor Who on New Year's Eve. Everybody will be out making the most of the eased restrictions. So I don't know. But there must be somebody at the B we can go and have a meeting with. (laughs) And just say, no, we're not being funny, right? But we need to knock this on the head, the whole festive thing. Well, Chibbers doesn't leave his house, so we can't go and have a chat with him. Yeah, I mean, the moth, in the days of the moth, we'd just drift down the pub and be like, Oi, Stephen, uh, get get him a bottle of red now. Let's have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those days are gone. Yeah. We'll just have to ambush Chibbers. I'm saying this absolutely not seriously, by the way. I don't want anybody to think that we're stalking Chibbers or we're going to make any kind of advancement. Not at all. This is in jest, but... We, we are. Yeah. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Twitching curtain blinds outside his house. Well, as he's taking the bins out, we'll go and <laughs> we'll, we'll go and push him over so he can't go anywhere. Then we'll talk to him. Yeah. We'll say, look, mate, you're taking the, but you're taking the the mick, and it's time to stop. Get it on Christmas Day, yeah. Which would you prefer, Christmas Day or or New Year's Day? Crimbo, defo. Crimbo, crimbo. Gives you a nice warm feeling. You've had your dinner, pigged out on massive Christmas dinner. Then you settle down with a nice, depending on your on your tipple, a nice cup of tea or a nice brandy or something or a nice yes. beer, yes. and then just settle down in the sofa, watch a bit of Doctor Who, and have a little nap after. That sounds good. Sounds great. Mm. Alas, we won't find out until. <laughs> um, that's bloody Boris Johnson. That is. Every time I watch his, uh, his announcements and everything, he uses that word so much, and now I've got into the habit of using it. I need to stop. No more alas. Right. That's what we've been up to. We hope you guys did something cool for Doctor Who Day. Uh, tweet us. Let us know what you did. It'd be interesting to find out what episodes you watch, because it's kind of... This feels like a very similar conversation to when you talk to people about what order they watch the Star Wars films in. Mm-hmm a lot of conversation around that so let us know what you watch on doctor who day classic modern what order all that stuff that'd be interesting but before we crack on with the rest of the show we have got some we've got one bit of news which adam said uh three seconds of video footage we're going to string this out we'll talk about it for a few minutes and then we've got some some cool very cool merch to talk through and then we're on to our review of torchwood adam Yes, hello. Yes. Before we get on to all that, though, remember to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, However you listen to your podcast, whatever app, just do a search for us. You'll find us on there. Or if you want to listen in your browser, just head over to bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. All of our episodes are over there. And if you've got a minute to leave a review on something like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, anything like that, that would be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads. We are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and we have a free Discord server as well. There are links to all of those things on the website. Come and get involved. Give us a like and a follow. Join the Discord. Come and chat. Lots of Doctor Who over there. And on the website, we've got loads of cool loads of cool articles uh, that go out from our writing team each and every week. Um, some great stuff over there. We did a review recently of um, The War Master, Series 5 from Big Finish, Hearts of Darkness. We reviewed that. That's up there. We also did The Short Trips, um, the, the Master 1, The Master Thief, and lesser evils and um our writer jordan has these really cool reviews where he goes back and digs out the really old the great virgin adventure books from years ago and reviews those so on we've got the recent ones for those consuming fire and blood harvest which is a mccoy story 
So loads of really cool articles and reviews from our team over there. And also, remember to check out my co-host channel, his YouTube channel. It's The Geek's Handbag. Yes, I'm a YouTuber, aren't I? Of course he is. Well, I'm a, I'm a part-time YouTuber. <laughs> I don't really get the time to do many videos, but there is some good stuff. Go and have a look. On Adam's CV, my it does say content creator. Yeah. Take that as you will. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any do you have any experience doing uh, video production and stuff? Well, yeah. I'm a part-time Obviously. YouTuber, of course. <laughs> so go and check out Adam's channel over on YouTube. And then he's on the socials too, under the same name, The Geek's Handbag. Oh, and those I'm on 24-7. Can't get me off those. Yeah. That's a I'm not, not going to say you regret adding him, but <laughs> just find out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio, let's land it and uh, do this bit of news that we've got. Yeah. Captain Jack. Captain Jack. He's back, is he? He is back, mate. You're kidding. Not joking. Wow. You know that thing that we all said was going to happen? It's happening. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah. Even Chibnall didn't manage to keep that under his belt. Yeah. Cat's out the bag. Indeedy. And once the Jack is out the bag... You can't put Jack back in the bag. <laughs> no. That's a thing. So the BBC has revealed that Captain Jack, played by John Barrowman. Is it John Barrowman MBE? It is, isn't it? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. He will return in the quote-unquote ridiculous title, Festive Special, Revolution of the Daleks. Described as one of the most loved characters in a Doctor Who universe, Captain Jack was last seen in the Series 12 episode, Fugitive of the Jadoon. And we knew that after we saw that, he was going to come back. We saw it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we got a little trailer. Um, actually, no, we didn't get a trailer. We got a very, very short teaser of Captain Jack in the TARDIS. In the TARDIS, massive grin on his face. Loving the fact that he can hear the TARDIS engines and everything cracking away. He's over the moon. And that's all we got. We got nothing else about the story, anything like that. It was just Captain Jack, John Barrowman's big old face. Uh, saying how much he loved it. So we had a uh, the the BBC rounded up the people relevant to the story to give us a thought on this three second clip. And John Barrowman himself said, "Putting on Jack's coat and setting foot back on the set of Doctor Who was just like going back home. It's always thrilling to play Captain Jack. He's a character very close to my heart and changed my life. And to know fans love him as much as I do makes the return even sweeter. I hope everyone enjoys Captain's uh, Captain Jack's heroic adventure with 13. And I actually believe him word for word. That, that I know, yeah. we all know that he loves the character of Captain Jack. He loved Torchwood. Um, various attempts by him to get the show back, get himself back on the screen. So um, I believe him I when bet, he says that. I bet he's been bursting to tell everyone. I mean, you, you know, we, he keeps hinting on Twitter. I bet he couldn't wait for this to be announced. He, he is so passionate about the show, John, isn't he? So, yeah, like you, normally you just think, yeah, a bit of spiel that someone's told them to say or put words in their mouth. You can just tell that he, yeah, he yeah. absolutely loves this character. And that's yes. definitely from the heart from John. Yeah. Defo, yeah. And then the Chibinator goes on to say, a Doctor <laughs> Who festive special means treats galore. 
And there's no bigger treat than the return of John Barrowman to Doctor Who for an epic and emotional feature-length feature length episode. If anyone can blast away the sheer rubbishness of 2020, it's Captain Jack. Daleks beware. And Matt Strevens, the exec producer, says, After a, a tantalisingly brief appearance in Fugitive of the Jadoon in a total joy and thrill... It, sorry, it's a total joy and thrill to welcome back John as Captain Jack, one of the first iconic characters in Doctor Who lore. His presence ignites this festive special from the start. Matt Strevens on first name terms, terms with uh, with John Barrowman. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, old, bu- old buddies. Of course, yeah. So there we go, dude. Uh, tiny little clip showing Captain Jack, and we got some cool. Uh, we got we got a new poster um, artwork for the for the episode as well. Showing a very, very, um, uh, I don't know how to explain the expression on Jodie Whittaker's face in this because we know that the storyline that's going to kick off the episode is she's in some kind of space prison somewhere. So she's got her prison garms on, but she doesn't look too miffed, I'm honest. No, I, I've got to say, I I love this poster. It's great, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you like it because I saw a few people... Um, I know that we shouldn't be surprised, but I saw a few people saying it looked a bit, bit rubbish, and I was thinking, really? I think it's gorgeous. Like they were, they were comparing this to the last Dalek special. I can't remember what it's called. Revol- the other one, Resolution, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Too many R's. <laughs> so yeah, they were comparing the two, saying what's happened to the quality of Doctor Who posters. And I was thinking this is. I think this is a. Cra- I don't know who's done the artwork, but I, I absolutely love it. I think it looks great. Um, as for the teaser, so. Obviously, there was rumour we might get a trailer after they finished the tweet along to uh, Timeless Child. So at eight o'clock, when I knew it was going to finish, I thought I'll just I'll just keep an eye on the socials in case there's a trailer. You never know. And uh, the TV was on. We had the TV on, and it got to eight o'clock, and I saw Jack's face appear on the TV, and I was like, Oh my god, here it is, trailer! And then it finished in like those five seconds. I was like, Oh, is that it? So it was like a momentous bit of excitement for like those two seconds thinking, Oh my God, there is a trailer. Oh no, it's just a teaser. It was such a massive come down. But, um, <laughs> after I got over that initial sort of shock of, Oh, is that it? Um, it is great. I mean, I, it's, I, I'm glad he's back. I think the poster looks good. It, it does give me a bit of excitement. I think him and 13 are going to be, cause they didn't get to meet in fugitive. And I think that's why we all thought, well, he's got to come back. There's no way they're going to bring Jack back and not have him meet 13. So I am looking forward to seeing those two together. I think there's a possibility they could work really well. I'm slightly worried about our, our <laughs> the fam though, because that is going to be a crowded special. With you know, I hope they all get something to do. Because um, I just keep thinking of that promo of them sat around the table looking bored. I'm thinking, you know, God, I hope, I hope they get some <laughs> something to do. Because <laughs> uh, I think Jack and Thirteen would be great together. Yes, I re- I reckon so. I think this could be a very cool. A, a very cool episode. Let, yeah, let's see how much um, carryover we have from the finale of Series 12. Yeah. In terms of the Timeless Child thing. Let's see how much we get that. It, it, if they ignore that for now, aka forever, then this could be just like a really cool, um, just a really cool, like, f- fun adventure. If you can imagine, not just... Uh, Captain Jack interacting with 
with Jodie's Doctor, but his interactions, especially with people like Graham and stuff, it could be really funny and could yeah, be really I, cool. I, yeah. There's definitely a lot of potential here, isn't there? I yes. think it's a good... Yeah, I don't think they should... I think this special should totally, you know, shouldn't even delve into the Timeless Children thing. Leave that for Series 13 if they really want to go down that route. But no, I'm hoping this will just to be a standalone, really fun sort of uh, episode with those guys. Because like you said, a lot of potential with him and Graham and 13 and, and stuff. I... I'm just wondering if they really had to prize this out of Chibber's hands. That it's like, Chris, we need something. Just give us something. He's like, we don't have a trailer. <laughs> well, what can we have? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, after this Captain Jack, everyone already knows it. Because I, I mean, he probably wants to keep it as an absolute surprise, like he normally does, which is fair enough. But yeah, I bet they had to prize it out of his hands just to get that little clip. But it is exciting. Yeah. It is exciting, mate. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so there we go. That's the the teaser that dropped for the festive special of Doctor Who. He's so going to oh, burst in and get thirteen out of jail, though, isn't he? Of course, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, he's going to use that gun. He's that's the um, gun he has in Empty Child, isn't it? The portal the one that does gun that. Was it do? Yeah, the portal gun. Yeah, yeah I think so. He'll probably use that to get around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's news. Let's move on to some merch, dude. Let's see what we got. Oh, yes. Merch Corner. Merch Corner. Merch Corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. I know. It's on the telly. It's everywhere. I don't know that to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now. Here to help. We had some great news land last night, didn't huh. we? Didn't it we? certainly is pretty. It is pretty. Yep. For weeks now. No, for months now, we've been saying, what's happening with these classic uh, these classic um, Blu-ray collections? We've not seen head nor tail of any of them for months and months, most of the year. And then, boom, last night out the blue, they just one of them lands. And just strolls in, like we like nobody's been talking about it. Yeah. No fanfare, no announcement, nothing. It's just, oh, here's the next one. So I had to say thank you to a couple of people because last night I couldn't sleep very well anyway, and uh, had a, a message pop up from from our good uh, friend Matt over at the Who Addicts. He was like, Gary, you need to get on this immediately. You know what they're like; they sell out. I was like, oh, cool, thank you so much. And he was like, well, it came from another good friend of ours, Adam. Uh, I think his Twitter name's different now. I think it's a man of film, I think. Yeah. He used to be the ultimate Whovian, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our good friend Adam as well. So thank you uh, to you guys uh, for giving the heads up on this one. It's still available now, so don't worry. Uh, this is Doctor Who, the collection season eight on Blu-ray. This is the the uh, John Pertwee um, uh, season from, from back in the day. It's got a, a, some cracking stories on here. So we've got Terror of the Autons, The Mind of Evil, The Claws of Axos, Colony in Space, and The Daemons. So a cracking series um, from yeah. the Pertwee era. Very, very cool. Uh, you can get these from Amazon and Zoom and probably a few other places, but they're the two main ones. And uh, and they're both available still. They haven't sold out yet. I got mine from zoom.co.uk. I normally get mine from there. They're very good with with delivery, typically. And at the moment, they are priced at forty four ninety nine. Do they usually go for that, or do they come down to 40 or is it 45 They've generally been 39 99 haven't they? 
Um, yes. So it might come down. I don't think it'll go down much lower than that. But yeah, they're normally around the £40 mark. So Yeah. So at the moment, £45, but it might come down a little bit, potentially. Uh, the only thing we're not sure on yet is the release date for these. We don't know uh, when these are going to drop. Um, so if you go onto Zoom or Amazon or any other site, I think sometimes Zavi have these. And also, uh, you might know, mate, uh, do HMV get these in? Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a few places. So if Amazon sells out, and let's um, let's just be clear, these will sell out. Definitely, every single set that's been out thus far, they've always been active, and you can pre-order them. I think they last for about two or three days, normally, or maybe four days, and then you'll see each website just drying up of stock and stuff. So. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday the 25th, so if you guys listen to this on launch day the 27th, hopefully there's still um, there's still some stock around. There should be if you jump straight on it. And those of you that have jumped on it, then uh, then fair dues um, and, and good for, for pre-ordering those um, before they sell out. So a really good one, dude. A really good one to uh, to add to the collection. Yeah, I'm very happy with this. I mean, the artwork, absolutely beautiful. This just set looks stunning absolutely stunning um i can't wait to see the actual thing in hand um a great season like you said as well lovely to have more pertwee i know season 20 was rumored for ages wasn't it that seemed to get dropped um season 20 not yeah i'm much happier to have this i mean eventually you know i'm happy to have any blu-ray set they want to release any season but this is a great one um be interested i know i mean i'm looking at terror of the autons a story that i really like but uh because it was junked by the bbc i know the existing sort of uh, copy of it they've got and they've had to color it in it's it's not great i don't know how that's going to look on blu-ray i'm sure they'll do the best they can to upscale it but um i'm a little bit worried about the, the, the picture quality but what a what a season to have I, I generally can't wait for this um yeah no release date like you said it's weird isn't it it's as if the bbc have like right let's get let's get the news out there let's get the pre-orders and uh be interested to see when it actually lands but i think it was rumored to be february and i i think that's just based on it might be the anniversary of that season or something but anyway whenever it comes out great news so uh yeah get your pre-orders in don't miss out on this it looks useful it does indeed yeah Bok on blu-ray right uh, moving on something else that looks gorgeous lee binding's been a busy chap hasn't he so he's done the artwork for that i believe he's done the artwork for this Next item, which is the 50th anniversary special steel book. Uh, I think that's Lee Binding's done that. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a this is a four disc set, limited edition. Um, it's got over seven hours of extras. It looks really gorgeous, and it does feature the name of the Doctor, the night of the Doctor, the day of the Doctor, the time of the Doctor, and and I think this is brilliant, an adventure in space and time. So for those of you that still haven't managed to get that on blu-ray um you can finally own it in this gorgeous steel book as i said got lots and lots of extras on there. there's a whole list i'm not going to go through them all now but it does also feature the five-ish doctors that we were talking about earlier uh beautiful steel book i've absolutely no doubt you'll be getting this won't you yeah buddy yeah this is a um it just it's such a nice set and it's uh, it's cool that it's consistent with the other steel books that lee's done as well in terms yeah. of the cover art and stuff it looks very cool and uh and this one, I think, like with the other steelbooks, in my opinion, there wasn't really much need to get them if you already owned those those 
series like multiple times on DVD and Blu-ray. But if you haven't got this, this set yet for the price, this is a really good value because there's so many extras and stuff packed in. If you think about uh, some other steelbooks, um, which are round, round about the same prices as I know they were a whole series, but they just doesn't seem like they've they've jam packed it with as many features and so on. So this looks very cool. Like the amount of stuff, like the extra episodes you're getting as well. Like you just said, all of the insert something here of the Doctor, all of those variations and and just loads of extras, man. It just looks like a really decent uh, set for the money. Uh, so it's twenty eight pounds on Amazon at the minute. Uh, what's yeah. it on Zoom? Probably the same. And uh, yeah, 28 quid. And this is coming. Do we know when this has been delivered yet? No, um, this is another one where the okay. BBC have just haven't given an official date yet. So, um, I mean, presumably they're not too far off if they're announcing them. But yeah, there's no date on this yet, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, it looks amazing. It looks lovely, doesn't it? It does, dude. Yeah, so that's coming at some yeah. point early next year, hopefully. Uh, I'm, I can't imagine it'll be next month, December, because they would have announced, I think they would have had a date on it already by now. So, um, yeah, so this one and the Series 8 um, Blu-ray collection set, probably at some point early next year. But that's not all. No, there's more. There's more. One more thing. We do have uh, more uh, stories, steelbooks, blah, 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 on the way. So this is the the new edition of The Web of Fear, uh, which is coming very soon indeed. So this is... Um, this is all the so the five surviving live action episodes are on here and they've now done a new fully animated version of the sixth episode which was the missing one so they only had the audio recordings for that one so now they've done a brand new um, full color animated uh, version of episode six uh, so oh, i think it's episode three mate i know it says six on there but i'm sure it's episode oh, it three, three? Oh, okay yeah, it does say six on the thing. I think they've got that wrong. I'm sure, okay. it's episode three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's three. Sorry, yeah. You are correct. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be cool. And then um, uh, we've got some 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 extras on here as well. So on the first disc, as well as those, that new animated version that completes the, the serial, we've, you've got the um, uh, a commentary on episode one, Lost in Time. You've got new commentary episodes, episodes two, three to six with Toby Haydock, which is going to be good. We've got a new 5.1 audio mix and all that stuff. And then on disc two, we've got the making of documentary for the original stuff, as we've seen before. We've got a new making of for the animation, which is going to be cool. We've got a documentary around the great intelligence. Uh, We've got a documentary around the yetis. Uh, We've got now and then the locations of web and fear, web of fear. Uh, we've got new interviews, we've got new audio archives, and from uh, interviews from the archives, uh, reports and articles, trailers, loads of stuff. This is going to be cool. So this one is, if you want the steelbook, and the artwork hasn't been confirmed for that yet, but if you want the steelbook, that is 30 quid. If you want the DVD, that's 15 quid, and the Blu-ray is 20 quid. And we do have a date for these. These are out... Um, uh, not until 2022. What? According to Amazon. Is that correct? Wow. Let me have a okay. look. It does say that. I didn't. I, that's the first time I've seen that date given. First of June 2022. Hmm. 
Yeah, the release date is to be confirmed over on Zoom. I think they've got that wrong. I think this is next year at some point. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this, again, sounds like another solid release here, dude. I assume you're going to pick this up. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the artwork from the Steelbook when it's revealed. Yeah, I'll definitely get it. I think it's nice. Um, it'd be nice to have this an, an animated version rather than the... Is it Tele Snaps on the DVD? Must be, I guess. Can't remember now. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little teaser trailer they did for It's Lovely. So there was a piece that Troughton did to camera that they've um, back in the day and they've uh, done a little animation for that um, using using the audio. And it's really nice. So this is this is obviously the sort of style of animation they're going to go for, I assume. Saw some people criticising it. I think the animation looks pretty decent in this little teaser. Um, myself, I thought it looked mm. pretty good. I uh, like it. Yeah, it doesn't look um, too bad at all. No. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what is... Um, I mean, I'm guessing they're trying to complete these so that they can get the Blu-ray sets out in the future so that they've got complete stories on the Blu-ray sets. So I'm all for that because I'd much rather animation than telesnaps. So I struggle with those. But interestingly, um, Philip Morris, who discovered this missing story, um, has uh, had a few things to say about it on Twitter. Um, you're probably thinking, how do you know he's blocked you? I know he's blocked me, but I have my <laughs> ways. Uh, he's confirmed that when he found the prints for the web of fear all six episodes were there um he says he doesn't know what happened to episode three uh he or it's rumored that it's in the hands of a collector somewhere who's refusing to return it but um yeah philip morris has basically confirmed that he found all six episodes and uh, so that really suggests that it's out there somewhere which is quite frustrating, isn't it? So we've got, why Why just take that one episode? Like, like who has got that? And why have they got it? Why don't they just return it so we can have the complete thing and watch it? But if they're not going to do that, this is the next best thing. And um, yeah, I think it's a nice release, but it's quite frustrating, isn't it, to, to think that? You know. It is, mate, yeah. Especially if, um, I'm not saying the animation is a bad thing to do, but it's not cheap to have these episodes animated at all. So if somebody out there has got the, they've actually got it live action somewhere, then, you know, we'd obviously prefer that. So it is frustrating, but yeah, it's heartbreaking, really. Um, yeah. It's been why. heavily rumoured for a while, but yeah, he tweeted yesterday and said, I, he said, I can confirm that all six episodes were there. I, I saw them. Uh, what did he say? I checked them myself uh, with my own hands, I think he said. I, I checked each episode with my own hands. I can confirm all six were discovered. Um and uh, what happened to it is history or something. But, you know, he can All be right. quite quite cryptic with his tweets. Yeah, uh, yeah, mate. So, yeah, so it sounds like it's out there. Somebody's got it. What a shame. Um, but, yeah, not to take away that. I, I like the fact that BBC are just like, okay, well, we'll just do our own thing then. Um, but uh, it does, you can look at it two ways. It does give hope that in the future we might get to see it complete one day. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, if not, this will do till then. Yeah, I mean, fair play to the BBC from that respect, not being held mm. ransom. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the person who does have this in their possession is asking for a quite a, a chunk of money for it. So fair play to the BBC that are like, well, no, you know, we'll just happily animate this one missing episode. We've got all the rest, so we'll crack on. Yeah, I think I can't remember who it is. Someone else in the, who's involved in the restoration team said, you know, he's aware of missing episodes in private collectors' hands and they... It's, 
I think a lot with a lot of it, he said it's more the fact they would just want to own it. It's not even a case of they're trying to sell them to the BBC for lots of money. They have no interest in giving them up. It's like a prized possession, yeah, which um, just seems really selfish. <laughs> like give them a copy. You don't have to give them the, just say, oh, you can you can borrow it. Uh, but I want it back. I don't know. Or is it the BBC property? Who knows how these things work? But it's frustrating to think there are episodes out there that fans, you know, that we we will, may never see just because someone wants to keep it in their drawer at mm. home. <laughs> that is weird, mate. Yeah, like if somebody knocked at the door today and said, I-, "I live down the road." I know we've spoken like a couple of times. I know you're a big Doctor Who fan. I found all this junk in the garage. Here you go. I looked through it and I had a complete collection of like real to like 16 mil film or cassette tapes from back in the day that had these episodes on there. Of course I'd want to keep them, but I certainly wouldn't withhold them completely. Like if I'd, I'd absolutely go to the BBC and say, look, I've got these, uh, you can have them on loan, whatever, or take them, do what you want, get the restoration done. That'd be fine. I can't understand the mindset of somebody that would want to keep them locked away. Uh, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It is, it is, mate. I mean, say what you like about Ian Levine, and uh, you know he's he is a character in his own right. But he did at least return, or at least he did save quite a lot of uh, archive material and episodes that would have otherwise been junk. So at least you know he did the yeah. right thing there. So I, I don't get it either. It's it's frustrating, but there you go. There but then, go. then I suppose, as I said, the other way of looking at it is you, at least you think, well, they are out there. So there's always that chance that they will somehow make their way back to the BBC. Yeah. Mm. We need some kind of task force on it. We need... Uh, I think Philip Morris thinks he is the task force, doesn't he? Well, let's not get into that, but I think, um, yeah, anyone that's watched those reality programmes, SAS, Who Dares Wins with Ant Middleton and those guys, just give them the assignment. Like, however, whatever means necessary... Just do what you got to do. Get them back. I'm sure we'll get them back. Yeah. There might be a few uh, black eyes and a few broken <laughs> kneecaps here and there, but yeah. but we've gone. It anyway. would be nice. So the Web of Fear. Is it the Web of Fear or just Web of Fear? Can't remember. Oh, wow. There you go. You know. I think it's the Web of Fear. It's coming out at some point. Amazon reckons it's 2022. We say next year. We shall see. So that's all of the news of merch. It's review time, bud. What we got? Oh, yeah, review time. So this week, a uh, Torchwood episode called hmm, Adam. We had rift activity two days ago, but nothing seems to have come through. What the hell is this? Memory is a very delicate thing. You have picked the wrong girl to stalk, mate. I killed three girls. And it felt so good. Would you die for me? Yes. What are you? How did you come here? I'm the one you can confide in, remember? I buried the memory over 150 years ago. I can't afford to remember. And you always remember what you killed, don't you, Jack? A monster. Drop the gun, Jack! Oh, dear. <laughs> All kicked off for a minute, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Between the Torchwood peeps. Yeah. Well, that's all happening. Yeah. Right, Adam. Yes, hello. It can be weird, isn't it, going through this? <laughs> Adam was first broadcast back on the 13th of February, 2008. A nice Valentine's weekend. 
episode to watch. It was written by Catherine Tregenna, directed by Andy Goddard. Stars the usual Series 2 Torchwood Hub team with um, a, a few supporting cast members that pop up throughout. Obviously, the guy playing Adam, Brian Dick, and then some other people who play Jack's family from his <clears throat> flashback scenes. And the story is for this one, an alien with the power to change memories has infiltrated the Torchwood team with Captain Jack caught up in memories of his lost family and Gwen struggling to remember Reese, It takes Jack's love of Yanto to reveal the truth. Yet there's always a price to pay. So Adam, what do you think of Adam? Well, um, when we saw the trailer for this, the next time trailer on the last episode we reviewed, I remember thinking, God, that looks rubbish. Uh, and I didn't remember <laughs> anything about the episode at all. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a cool title, obviously, Adam. But yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot from this. I'll be honest with you. I just thought, well, okay, I wasn't really that excited to put it on. Um, but I thought, right, let's get that old tortured on. And uh, this was a very pleasant surprise. Um, I was into the story almost straight away. I really liked the way it started with him already part of the Torchwood team. Um, and sort of Gwen coming in and being like, who's this guy? Because you sort of almost, she's like playing the part of the viewer thinking, yeah, who is this guy? Like, where's he, where's he suddenly come from? Um, yeah, I thought this was a really good concept. I was genuinely quite surprised how much I enjoyed this, maybe because I just thought it was going to be an, an, another filler episode. But um, yeah, it was good. I, I love the way that uh, he infiltrated the Torchwood hub. Um, it was very easy to follow. The stuff... The flashback stuff with Jack was brilliant. So well filmed. The direction by Adam Goddard was great. Um, reminded me of a sort of Star Wars-y type thing, like the clothes they were wearing, the sandy beach, the, the funny-shaped building in the in the background. I, I was loving all that, all the flashback stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that I didn't remember more about this episode from when I first watched it because it was quite, quite... I was going to say epic. In a way, it's a small-scale story because it's just very, very simple, all about this guy sort of uh, using this memory trick to, to trick people to thinking he's been in torture for all this time. And only over a couple of days, as it turns out. I thought he'd been there for ages when it first started. Um, but all the other stuff going on in between, I just thought was really interesting. I was very intrigued by Jack's storyline about this flashback to him and his brother as kids. And um, I'm hoping and I'm pretty sure we get to see some more of that. I thought um, Brian Dick as Adam played the part brilliantly. Like he was so sort of humorously dark um, in the way he played it. You know, so smug that you kind of love. He was kind of that character you love to hate. You're like, oh, man, he's really loving himself at the minute. And I, I thought he played the part brilliantly. Poor old Tosh. Another heartbreak for Tosh. Um, you had Owen giving the humorous stuff, being all geeky. and Yeah, I just was really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, I was quite surprised, to be honest. Just wasn't expecting a lot from it. I just thought it was a nice, simple story, but it had um, a lot going on. And it looked great. It Visually, I loved all the stuff on Jack's, well, wherever it was meant to be. Jack's the flashback. I love all that stuff. just thought it looked visually amazing for the time. The Beauchene um, Peninsula. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I thought it was really good. Really good story. I liked it a lot. 
And a cool. satisfying ending, because I thought, how are they going to tie this up? I was worried it was going to be one of those where it had a rushed conclusion and was a bit naff. But I thought it, the ending was quite good. If a little cheesy, there was a bit where they were all around the table and Jack was giving them the, the memory pill. And that was a little bit cheesy. I will have to knock a little half point off of that where he's like, I'm here to save you. And we're doing all that bit. That <laughs> took a little bit of that idea. But that side, I thought was very good. <laughs> So what did you think? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I had a, a similar vibe to you, mate. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought um, this was actually a, a, a pretty, pretty good Torchwood story. Pretty good, yeah. indeedy. I liked uh, the the thing that I think makes this one uh, uh, a really good watch is it's not really about aliens and saving saving the world and saving Cardiff. This one, this is more. Like an emotion. It, so there are. We have had a few episodes since we've gone through Torchwood, haven't we? Where we have these kind of inward. It's all about the team um, sort of stories, and not so much about um, any sort of alien threat. And although Adam obviously is a uh, an alien, and he is a threat to a degree, um, from his point of view, he he's only doing this because he wants to survive. If people forget him and he doesn't have, he can't infiltrate anyone's memories. Then he just he's off isn't he he can't survive yeah. unless you remember who he is or what it is i think is the the gist of, of what he's about so he's not really like a threat is he? he hasn't got like these grand plans to take over the world or destroy the human race or anything like that it's more of a he just wants to integrate himself into the into the team and that's it he just wants to exist as part of the team because that's how he survives so that was kind of cool. And then it was more about the emotional impact of how these things happen between each team member, each person of torch. But it was very cool that the the side effects as well, which created an, a sort of side story, I suppose. You know, when he implants his memories into Gwen and oh, yeah, as a side effect. Oh, yeah, she forgets Reese. Yeah. Yeah, she forgets who Reese is. So that creates like a nice, <clears throat> another nice little progression for their little side story because um, uh, we've noticed in series two that there's some stuff happening with those two which is a lot nicer than what happened between them in series one let's be honest with Gwen and stuff uh, and then it's also a really cool watch from just seeing those those actors portray themselves in a slightly different way it, it yeah. was like a nice change up so I wouldn't say that they were the complete opposite of themselves, but Tosh was certainly a lot more confident. You know, she uh, she had the ladies out a little bit more and, um, mm. you know, a lot more confident and stuff. And uh, Owen was a lot more uh, sort of uh, inside himself, not so bolshy and cocky and stuff. And a bit of geek, a bit of a geekiness about him. His hair was all side parted with glasses and stuff and, yeah. and all that. So weirdly the only person the only people it doesn't really affect is jack and yanto like those two seem completely although their memories have been affected and infiltrated by adam how they present themselves was exactly the same compared to the other people so that was weird how they didn't change themselves at all but so yeah dude it was a nice change up it was a cool it was a cool thing and then yeah the guy um playing adam did a, a, a really decent job kind of that overly confident, you know, yeah, I've got this, you know, as long as I keep interacting with them and, you know, physically interacting with them and implanting memories on them all good. And the way he sort of manipulates people as well, 
Like he's always in Jack's yeah. face, it feels like. When Jack kind of starts to sense that something's wrong, he can't quite put his finger on it. Adam pops up, you know, puts his hand on his shoulder and, you know, back to square one and stuff like that. So yeah, it was decent, dude. Decent watch. It's funny you say about the characters change, isn't it? Because I did wonder that. I thought you, there's a very noticeable change in Tosh and, and uh, Owen. But then, yeah, the other guys doesn't seem to, apart from, obviously, Gwen can't remember Reese, so that she's got that slight change. But you're right, um, Jack and Yanto seem the same. And I don't don't know if there was meant to be a subtle difference there or not, but I, I did think that as well. I thought, well, how come the others are different and and he's not? I don't know. Maybe it just affected those guys more. I've yeah. no idea. Or maybe, you know, Adam had been putting memories in, more into Owen and Tosh than he had Jack and Yanto. Because, I mean, there's that bit where he it's quite harsh, actually, when Yanto figures out, he's, and Yanto's got a diary up, practicing up, he's got his little diary out, <laughs> and he, he figures it out, doesn't he? He's like, who is this Adam guy? You're not in my diary. And then he puts all these horrible uh, memories in Yanto's head, doesn't he, about him being a, a murderer. And that's, mm-hmm. it's quite savage, that particular sort of three or four minute flashback. Uh, it's quite gruesome in a way. Um so I don't know, I, maybe he'd been doing more of that with the other guys, because after that, obviously, uh, Yanto is quite different, isn't he? He's like a gibbering wreck, and he thinks he's got this terrible secret that he's carrying around with him and, and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that again, that, that was a great... That's what I mean. This story sort of kept throwing stuff in, so it was a really simple idea of this guy that can implant memories and make you think you've known him forever, which I thought was a great idea great concept to sort of base the story around but then they, they they used it quite well like him you know making you know like that bit with yanto and stuff and then because you're trying to think how are they gonna what's gonna tip them what's gonna tip them off that he's he's a wrong and you know who's gonna work it out um and i suppose yanto having a diary i can i guess i can believe that because he is a bit you can imagine he might be the kind of guy that keeps a diary i don't know um <laughs> But that was a good scene. I thought that when Jack, him and Jack try and start figuring it out, when Jack puts that funny <laughs> truth lie detector, which oh, looks yeah. like a giant sonic screwdriver, um, when they're doing all that, I thought it was, it was quite quite good stuff. It was, it was enough going on in the story to keep me thoroughly entertained throughout, really. You know, yeah, there's enough um, going on. Yeah, and that was a good scene, actually, because it showed... Because we've, we've questioned at times Jack's... Um, not commitment to Torchwood, but his how far does he want to go in terms of attaching himself emotionally to the other people at Torchwood, mm. especially in series one. We had various moments where Gwen and some other people, they're just really rack- they're trying to figure out who he actually is because he doesn't reveal to them anything to do with his past. They don't really know where he's come from. Nothing, he, he's keeping all of the the details Shady. about himself close to his chest. You know, he's not revealing the cards. So it's cool that in that scene where Yanto is doing the lie detector thing, that Jack still doesn't believe him. Jack's formed enough of a connection with Yanto that he's like, no, I still don't believe it. You know, even though this is like, I think he says, like the best lie detector in the galaxy or universe or something. Yeah. And uh, he's failing it miserably. Because in his head, he truly believes he's done it. So he obviously fails the test. Um, but even then, Jack's like, no, I don't believe it. So that shows like a good progression between Jack and his integration, I suppose, with the emotional side of the of the other people in Torchwood. 
I, I liked um I liked Barrowman in this. He gave a more subtle performance than he. he wasn't sort of like the big bullshit. Maybe so in a way, I suppose maybe he was slightly different. He was a slightly more toned down version of Jack. But I, I liked Barrowman's performance in this. I know sometimes we say he doesn't seem that into it, or he just goes through the motions a bit and does a bit of shouting. In this, I thought his performance was great, and I I wonder if that's because he got all the sort of backstory stuff that he probably loved and. It, when he has to do the emotional scenes and that, he was really good in it, I thought. Especially the end bit, when yeah. the guy's like trying to do the bargain with him. Um, he was great in those scenes. He's, he seemed to have toned it down a notch uh, in this episode, which um, I thought was really good. Like you said, the scene with Yanto, uh, for example, he just plays it really like, you can just see it, it's all in his face. He's like, nah, something's not right here. And, mm-hmm. um, I do think Adam would have wiped the CCTV, though. Adam's been oh, pretty... Mate. yeah. It, Adam's been pretty sharp up to now, sort of updating the systems and making it, you know, integrating himself into torture. I don't think he would have been stupid enough to leave the CCTV. But then again, <laughs> you've got to move the story on. Like, how else is Jack going to figure it out? But that was great stuff. Or when he's, you know, Jack realizes. Because what, what does he do? He's, um, he, he goes behind him with a gun, doesn't he? He's just like, talk to me, Adam. And I thought it, it just seemed, it seemed very sort of calm and in control. Mm-hmm. in this episode and i liked i liked that i liked barrowman sports rather than being like okay adam tell me you know what i mean sometimes he can be a bit sort of ott <laughs> but in this he seemed to just get the performance right i thought really liked him jack in this one yeah no i agreed and i was going to come on to that yeah because we were talking about jack and that scene with yanto and then following on from that there's that really cool bit where uh tosh and owen and and gwen are there and at this point Jack and Yanto have figured out that Adam's not who he says he is and he's doing something. Yeah. And there's that cool bit where they, he just leaves it be, doesn't he, for a few minutes. He just, he's, he's just standing watching. behind a screen and he's just watching yeah. what's going on. And you, you, you feel like, so is he going to approach him? Is he going to do anything? And then you just see, yeah, the pistol like in the back of his head. But then that made me think of that scene where they're trying to figure it out and he's like, no, I don't believe you did it. And then they're looking at the CCTV and it's all there like, like you said, he's been sharp up to now because he's gone into the, into the the set like the, the whatever it is in the computer system, and he's added himself in and, yeah, and he's done all that. So he's been pretty clever. He's done everything, pretty well. No one's onto him at that point. So to just leave because when he was doing it to Yanto, I thought, surely they've got cameras in the hub. Yeah, I did. Surely, well. yeah. did you think that as well? Yeah. And I thought, I yeah. wonder if that's going to come up. That he's either going to wipe him or that that's going to be his, his, his uh, he's going to get caught out with that. So that was a little bit of a, I don't know, but maybe that's like, I don't know, like every, every, every baddie in TV and film has like a slip up moment, I guess, yeah. where they get caught out, you know, so that was his I, moment, I suppose. I'm just going to put it down to the fact that Adam was probably just keen to get back to Tosh's that particular evening and he just overlooked it because I think that is close to that scene isn't it when they they go back and have a little bit of a uh, so yeah I'm just going to put it down to that but it was a it's just a plot device I can totally overlook it to be honest I liked everything in this there was only one scene actually just one line actually that really made me go oh it it, that let me down and it was it's just one line and it just annoyed me. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, everything yeah. else was mm-hmm. great in this episode, as far as I'm concerned. Like, 
but there's the bit you, yeah you know what i'm gonna say don't you so they're, they're doing the whole memory thing with mm-hmm. jack around the table and talking their feelings out loud and uh gwen turns to jack says i love reese but not like i love you and i said oh that is so unnecessary what yeah. is this thing between gwen and jack what is it because they've kind of they've kind of eased off it since series one haven't they? we haven't really had much between those two have we i know we've been watching this a bit i, don't, I haven't noticed as much in series two as there between those two we had one little moment in was it the, the episode before, you know, with the whole, uh, was it meat? Yeah. So in the last episode we did. Where, you put, where they were against the wall. Against the wall. That, that, yeah. that little moment, but other than it was that. It just it's looks been... and things, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So when she said that, I really did groan. I thought, oh, I didn't know. I don't want to, I don't want that. Um, so apart from that one little line, everything else pretty much with me. But it's strange. That really sticks in my mind as a ah, yeah. bit of a clanger. Like, why does she say it? Because, that's the thing when she's remember when she's forgotten Reese and she has to remind herself who he is and they go to the supermarket and he starts moaning and she says, Oh, what's she call him? Something. Ranty Reese or something. Ranty Reese. Yeah. And she starts to remember how much she loves him. And you know, you really buy into their relationship. So I don't, I really don't like all this stuff with her and Jack. It's like, I wish they'd just drop that. That should just be a series one tried that didn't really work you know they should build the relationship between gwen and reese because they're so good together those two um you know as actors and as as the characters they just really bounce off each other well Mm -hmm. so yeah that line annoyed me more than it should but it does stick it out as a bit of a clanger to me when she said it i I would have cut that line definitely i would just would not have put that in there and i really hope it doesn't go anywhere i hope it wasn't put in there because we're going to have more flirty stuff between her and jack because i just don't think for me personally i just don't want it i don't don't want that i'll be honest dude that was a point off the score for me that line yeah exactly i knew it would be yeah Yeah. and also he gives when she says oh i love reese and he gives a bit of a look as well i'm thinking oh jack get over yourself you 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 know you're sleeping with everybody else you don't need gwen as well (laughs) stop being so greedy do you know i mean he's got yanto he's sleeps with practically everybody he meets Why, why does he have to go after Gwen you know what I mean so yeah that whole just little conversation I would have cut yeah me too it annoyed me but uh it's it's probably the only thing I didn't like about the episode yeah yeah I'm in agreement mate Uh, the most of it was a a good watch it was um there was a couple like the scenes you mentioned with Jack doing the emotional stuff there was another scene where it was quite intense where he goes off searching for something and he sees an image of his dad down in the sewer I think yeah, and uh, as he comes out, he's like, it's like knocked him for six, and he's going crazy. And then, of course, Adam turns up, and uh, and then there was that moment there. Where I thought, is he gonna is he gonna catch him out here? Because he was like, how long have you been here, sort of thing. And then he starts to, you can see in his face that Jack's starting to uh, to get worried a little bit, coupled with what he's just seen. And then again, Adam puts his hand on him or on his face, whatever. And then, but he carries on though as he's walking away. He's like trying to piece together, trying to figure out why these memories are coming back to him and stuff. And and then Adam's like banging on at him, like you can confide in me. You know what I mean? It's so he's playing the game really well. But then Jack's really good in that scene as well, as well as the scene at the end where he's in his flashback sequence. And, oh, I uh, love that bit. Yeah, like, the way Adam puts himself into the memory. Mm-hmm. So like it's the kids talking, and then suddenly Adam's there. Yeah, in on yeah. the beach, and it's it was 
like edited and done so well. I just brilliant that bit. And then Jack's, con- you know, the conflict in Jack as well. Then that he really wants this to be true, but Adam's ruined it. <laughs> and he's big. What can he do about it? That was great. Really, it was a good. That's what I mean about the ending not being disappointing. It was a good way to continue using the concept, to, to, you know, in another way. You know, on Jack, I thought it was a really good scene. That yeah, that was good. And talking of um of Adam sort of inserting himself into things, did you notice in the intro? You know, normally when the intro is like da 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 da, da and we have those yeah. sort of flashy scenes, and you see them just walking around and stuff. There was a couple of scenes where Adam's in those as well. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so it kind of gives you that know. kind of, it kind of sets it up like, who's this guy? Oh, there must be a new oh, member of Torchwood that's in this. Uh... I wish I'd noticed that. I didn't know. I, to be honest, I probably put it on, and oh, knowing me, I was probably looking at my phone while the music was playing or something. I didn't notice that at all. I'll have to go back and watch it. This is definitely an episode I'd go back and watch. I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the ones I've enjoyed the most so far, actually. Mm. I'll, I'll definitely go back and rewatch this, but I'll look out for that next time because no, I didn't didn't notice that. Yeah, is he in the bit? He's not in the bit where they're walking in the rain, is he? No, no, like no. that. Oh, but he's no. just in clips. He's in clips. Yeah. All oh, right. So you do Good think idea, that, that? Yeah, because you do think that you think who's this chap then? And then that's how the episode opens up. It's really cool. Like there's just this other dude in the hub with the rest of them and you think okay if we like jump forward in time like is it has there been a big gap since the last episode and they're just going to explain how this person's now part of torchwood but it's really cool gwen's reaction though who the when, hell are you yeah who the hell, yeah and uh and they don't give any they don't hold anything back they there isn't like this big reveal like two-thirds of the way through the episode immediately he puts his hand on her shoulder she has this strange moment for two seconds and then that's it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, everything's good. So it was really cool that they just got that out the way. Like it wasn't like 45 minutes in and then there's this massive penny drop. Like, oh, this guy Adam's been implanting memories and stuff. Because they get that out of the way and then it's just that kind of slow build up to like, is he going to get caught? Is he not going to get caught? Yeah. On all that stuff. So uh, like you, mate, there were on a huge amount of Torchwood episodes that I would be bothered to go back and watch. There's certainly a few of them, but this is one of those for sure. It's a really good uh, watch. What did you think to the, that, that whole thing around Jack then? Because we've, this is the first time that we've seen anything to do with Jack. In I mean, visually, like there's been plenty of scenes within Torchwood and Doctor Who where Jack has described a few things and told people about a few things. Like it was mainly around him being part of the uh, what was it the um, the time agency or something? What was that? Uh, whatever it was, he was part of. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what I mean. And yeah. then in the episode in Doctor Who, where he's in it with Eccleston's Doctor and stuff, there's that whole thing around the war, and people think that. He is he isn't like hundreds of years old, but there is something quite wrong because he showed up on a spaceship and it's World War Two and blah blah blah. So this is the first time that we've seen like a proper visual bit of history around Jack's character. And uh and it was just really it was really well done in terms of opening up Jack in like present day, I suppose. That whole emotional thing, because it really does rock him like we never see him cry, really. He's normally, like you said, a bit bolshy and a bit G.I. Joe, tough guy. 
you know. So it was really cool the way that they opened him up uh, multiple times throughout the story. This wasn't just like a little bit where he gets a bit of a tear in his eye and that's it. And especially at the end as well, when he knows that when he takes the pill, he's going to lose the last memory he's got of his dad. Yes, But he sacrifices that memory anyway because he knows it's the right thing to do. And it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Because he's a bit of a troubled soul, Captain Jack, isn't he? He's not... Because of what's happened to him and what's happening now, I suppose, he can never be truly happy, I think is the best way to put it. A bit of a troubled soul. So, yeah, like you said about the emotional side of things and John Barrowman playing that really well, it was really nice kind of a, like a Captain Jack episode as well. Yeah, no, that's right. Because we, we've, that's the thing, we've talked about, I guess it's good to, you want to explore the character Captain Jack more, but you don't want to, a bit like the Doctor, you don't want to know everything about him. It's nice to have that bit of mystery. So we got to know that he stole someone's name, didn't we, back in that, that series one, the one where they go back to the war and yep. he meets the real Captain Jack. That was a lovely mm-hmm. backstory uh, for Jack's character. So then this this one, we're getting a totally getting to see a, a t- another side, a totally different part of Jack's life that we knew nothing about. And um, yeah, it's really intriguing. And I I can't remember if we go back to it or not. Or if this is it, I in my mind, I think we do visit. We do find out more, I think. I hope so, because I really, really enjoyed all that stuff um, on the beach with his brother and stuff. I'm not sure about the, the kid they got to play young Jack there. Right? <laughs> the likeness. Hmm. When they were auditioning that, I mean, he doesn't look anything like Jack, <laughs> does he? That must have been uh, tough, not, though. Not that, it's yeah. a, not that it's a big deal. I mean, the kid's not a bad actor for a kid actor, but I kept thinking there's a shot where he stood next to Jack as well. I'm thinking... Well, I could have found the kid that looked a little bit more like him. <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, yeah. He didn't yeah. look anything like him. I mean, he didn't look anything like him, not even the slightest <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. But there's, uh, uh, yeah, apart from the the child actor not looking remotely like John Barrowman, as he would have been as a kid, uh, that just layers on the heartbreak, though, for his character, because we see his little brother get killed. Yeah. And he blames yeah. himself for that, obviously. And his dad getting killed as well. Is this the first time we found out that Jack's got a brother? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. So it's, it's nice to find out a few little more bits about mm-hmm. Jack's life, if you like. But yeah, yeah. So I wonder if we do. Well, I guess I don't. Yeah, don't don't tell me because I don't want to ruin it. But I am intrigued to see if um, this gets picked up further along. I, I get yeah. the feeling it does, but I might just be thinking of this episode. I remember that building. That's all. I remember that building on the beach quite. Uh, quite prominently okay. I remember liking myself but it's great to see like you said I mean the cast have a lot of uh, emotion to deal with in this episode mm-hmm. and I think um, I'm glad it's come at this point in the series because the cast are much more settled and into their characters at this point and I think everybody here does a good job I think if they had done this in series one do you remember they hadn't quite found their feet some of them and yeah. they weren't really yeah. gelling as a cast and in this the cast are really gelling well everybody kind of delivers in their performance um i, I particularly do like Ben gorman and when he's playing owen it's this sort of geeky <laughs> it's, it, it it needed that humorous element because it's quite a serious sort of episode really yeah there isn't a lot of humor in it um so it really needed that and it's a it, he's slightly over the top but i do i do did enjoy his performance in it i thought it was funny um I'm trying to think what the bit is oh it's when he confesses to tosh <laughs> 
Yeah. She's really harsh, isn't she? Yeah, she is. But I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, if you were my girlfriend, and she's <laughs> like, well, what are you talking about? She really lays into him, and you're like, oh, poor old Owen. But then the way he switches, so when they're back to normal at the end, she's like, oh, these flowers are from you, Owen. He's like, yeah, in your dreams, Tosh. He's back to being oh, cocky. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought the way he switched back um, to being cocky Owen and stuff, it was a, a fun it was fun. Mm-hmm. I did think it, it needed that that sort of performance from him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nice and to see Tosh being a bit more confident as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what she's, I said earlier. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Um, uh, she doesn't have a lot of luck in love, though, does oh, she? Oh, God. Old Tosh. <laughs> Poor old Tosh. Yeah. But they kind of... Um, it was fun, though. You're right. How they... It's almost like a role reversal for those two. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, because Tosh is normally quite reserved and, you know, like I said earlier, you know, she wears a, a low-cut top through most of it and she's quite a short skirt and she's they've made her quite sexual in this yeah. episode. You know, she's quite... Obviously, the scene with her and Adam having some sexy time, which wasn't too graphic, but, you know, they've they've, they've made her quite sexual and flirty and, you know, very confident and stuff. And and um, Bern Gorman does the whole geeky thing quite well because not yeah. o- not only has he got to be um, geeky in that respect, he also has to be like it with everyone else as well. So the other actors must have just been cracking up uh, seeing him like that because it's such a big switch yeah. from how he normally is. Like you just said at the end when he goes, oh, I don't do flowers or apologies. And he's like, must be another another... Um, Owen, whatever. You just sort of roll your eyes like, oh, here we go, back to it. Here he is, yeah, yeah back so, to being the, the lad. Yeah, but the way that um, Naoko Mori plays Tosh in that, for most of the episode, she really has got a hold of the whole confidence thing and mm. like the way she just pies him off, like you're not my type and you never will be, and she just struts off and he's just sat there crushed like... She does it well though, doesn't she? I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes... Mm-hmm when a character has to play a part differently, you know, they don't always get it, do they? You, you sometimes feel it feels a bit forced, but she really plays that sort of more confident Tosh well. Um, almost wish she was a little bit more, more like that, to be honest, because she's quite strong, uh, yeah. you know, in yeah. this particular episode. Like, you can tell she's just not messing around and she's going to get what she wants. And Yeah. So it is a shame. Like you, the problem is you just know that how unlucky love that Tosh is, that you know that this is going to end badly for her. So the, even from the get-go, you're like, oh, dear. Tosh has got another heartbreak coming. And yep. Owen yep. is not going to be there to pick up the pieces like she wants. Yeah. So, you know, poor old Tosh. But, yeah, no, they both of them, I think, do a nice job of the sort of role reversal switch, mm-hmm. if you like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, dude, Kai Owen was really good again as Reese in this one. He is good. And I think yeah. just briefly going back to what we were saying earlier about why we don't like this flirty thing with Jack. I mean, I think it, it is because Reese is so likable. I think if, if she was dating sort of someone who was even half as likable as Reese, you probably wouldn't be so bothered by the flirting. You'd be like, yeah. But because it's Reese and because you like him so much, I think that's why it annoys me so much. You know what I mean? If it was somebody else or if he, the character wasn't as good, you probably wouldn't be bothered. You'd be like, well, yeah, Gwen and Jack, you know, they got a bit of a thing for each other. But it's just because Reese is, it's because it's Reese. And you just, you wouldn't want that to happen to Reese. He's such a dude and he does play the part really well, Kai Owen. 
he's just so likable and him and Gwen are great together he is so man. I think he's that's a... why it bugs me that's why it bugs me it's just because it's Reese. that's the same for me mate yeah he's a yeah. he's such a solid guy and such a nice and you can tell that he absolutely adores Gwen that's what yeah. makes it even more annoying where she she and that's there's like several layers of annoyance about it but the most annoying thing is she knows how much he loves her she's fully aware of that but she she still does the whole flirty thing anyway. That's what's annoying. Like if he was a bit, like he said, if he was a bit of a prat and not a very good boyfriend. and Yeah, or not... if you saw him in a bar being sleazy, you might think, oh, well, he's as bad. Or... Exactly. But he's not, yeah. is he? Yeah. So the fact that he's like that with her, kind of worships her in a way, loves her so much and she knows it, but she still like it. Oh, it's so annoying. So he was really good. Um, I just want to touch on the ending. Um, I'm not, not, not the bit where... Jack takes the pill and uh, and Adam sort of disappears into whatever it is, the void where he came from, maybe, I'm not sure. But mm. um, it's kind of a weird ending, the, like this, the last scene after that where Jack finds the wooden box thing in his office on the desk and he takes it out yeah, of the where bag. Where did that come from? I felt like I'd missed something. Yeah, so earlier on. So I think that's what Adam came in. I think. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, I was trying to work out where this box is. I thought, did I miss something? I think yeah. so anyway. Don't quote me on that, um, but Could I think be. so. Yeah. And uh, So they're trying to figure it out throughout the episode anyway. They like try and figure out what's going on. And uh, at the end, he takes it out of the bag and then a little segment of it comes out. He pops it in, it opens up, and he finds sand in there, which I assume is from his some kind of physical manifestation of his memory of being on yeah. the beach, you know, from his flashbacks. And you can see he's really like weirded out by it. Like they, he picks the sand up, it comes out and his face is like, what the bloody hell is all this? But he just leaves it. He just, instead of like going out to someone else and saying, guys, just found this really weird box in my office. I've never seen it <laughs> yeah. before. It's full That's of sand. Probable. We should yeah. probably look into it. He just puts it down and goes off to lunch. It's a bit random. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit random. I mean, that that is the only other thing which really is a little bit strange is that, They've lost two days. They realise they've all lost two days. Normally, in, that would be a really big deal. They'd be like, Jack would be putting them all in lockdown. He'd be, right, we need to figure out what's happened. Somebody's gone, you know, this is a big deal. They, none of them seem bothered by the fact that, oh, we, yeah, I've lost two days as well. Yeah, I wonder what happened. They don't seem bothered by it. And I think <laughs> tortured knowing how things work and it would be a big deal. They would be investigating that like crazy. Like, hang on a minute, you've lost two days as well. Where something's not right here. They would, you know, they just don't seem bothered at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's so the story can wrap up. I get it. But um, I did think that was a bit odd. And the stuff with the box. Because I love the box. I thought, wow, what is this cool box, cool puzzle box that Jack's got? And it's got sand in it. What's happening here? And then, yeah, he just pulls it out of the box and that's that's that <laughs> so yeah it, they did it does see I'm, I'm sure this has got to get picked up later but um it did seem a little bit like they should be more bothered by yeah these things no that they don't understand yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it's cool like the whole um people losing their memory for a certain number of days it's been done quite a few times mm. mainly in like science fiction stuff there's a really good episode of red dwarf called thanks for the memory and they have a almost the same thing where they can't remember the last four days, so they have to go back and repeat it and stuff. But, yeah, uh, and they've they've done it in you know various sci-fi things, but it always really 
perturbs people. They get weirded out by it and they have to figure it out. But like you said, at the end, they're like, oh, <laughs> lost two days. Anyone want a cup of tea? Yeah, it's right, yeah, feels like that. Get the, yeah, yeah, to get the kettle on. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think they'd react like that. But I guess it's just like, no, it's the end of the episode. So we're just we're just glazing over, it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, one thing that was uh, before we finish up, uh, one thing that was quite cool is the when Jack explains that some kind of alien thing invaded and killed them. We don't find out exactly what they are, but the sound effects that they used, that shrieking, screaming sound, was the same one that they used for the Krillotanes in the School oh, Reunion it? episode, yeah. So whether it was the Krillotanes or something else, I'm not sure, but that was a nice little link, a nice little reference to Doctor Who. I thought it sounded familiar, yeah, because we don't see the creature, do we? But it's good, actually, because Jack describes it, so you kind of feel the threat anyway, um, because Jack's so sort of horrified by these things. Uh, but we don't actually see it, do we, the creature? No, just a shadow. Yeah. It's a shadow, yeah. I mean, the, the sound design in this was good, and the music was great. The music was really good this week. I mean, it's it's all generally pretty good in touch, but there's a lot of emotion in this episode, and the flashback stuff with Jack as well it really had that almost Doctor Who feel to it. it a lot of the sort of, um, it's not choir, but the vocal sort of, music that we get in Doctor you know the oh, you know all that stuff um, was beautiful in this episode um, I don't know who did the music but uh, it was really good uh, yeah music was um, uh, Ben Foster Ben Foster was it yeah uh, yeah really good I mean the, and the direction as well was very good this week so Adam uh, sorry Andy Goddard I thought did a great job with the direction um like that scene at the end where Jack pulls the sand out of the box, the lighting and everything behind him is like these blues and reds oh, yeah. and everything in the episode and the stuff on the beach, which I told you I loved it. Everything looked fantastic. It was really well shot, I thought, and, and the music and everything just very, very good this week. Production, I suppose, is the best way to put it. It was very good on this episode, I thought. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing else, bud. No, no, don't nope. think I have, no. Okie dokie. Scores on the doors time. I think it's you to go first. Yeah, I'm going to give this an eight. Um, yeah, eight out of ten. I nearly went a little bit higher, but uh, yeah, I'll give it an eight, I think. Okie dokie. Yeah, I'm with you on that, bud. Is there a point five? I don't know. It is good. Well, I had a point five. I had a point five, but then I brought it down to an eight for that ridiculousness with Gwen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I think, yeah, before I watched it, I thought, right, I, I think I remember this one. It's been so I long since I've watched any Torchwood, yeah. I yeah. thought, I think I remember this one, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> um, so in my mind, I had like a six, sort of 6.5 in my head. I watched it, I was like, wow, that's actually a really good watch. But the thing with Gwen and the ending's a bit funny at the end where they don't care about <laughs> losing the memories and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I brought it down to an eight, bud. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll stick with an eight. I, I've I've got a point, but I didn't add the five because I couldn't decide. Um, but yeah, let's go with an eight. It was a good one though. I liked it. It was. Yeah, stick with an eight. Uh, right. What did our awesome listeners think? We had a couple of audio clips in this week. First up, our regular reviewer from Down Under. This is Sammy Satine. Hey, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So the Torchwood episode, Adam. What a steaming pile of dog turds this one is. What a 
doesn't have to be named after two such lovely people. Ads and geeks, of course. You know, I do wonder what the people at Doctor Who have against the name Adam anyway. <sighs> also, that entity made Gwen forget the lovely Reese. There's something seriously wrong with that. I give it two strange gold boxes out of ten. Stay safe, stay healthy, and if you have a symptom, get a test. Be kind and take care of yourselves. See ya. A two from Sammy. A two, I'm shocked. A steaming pile. <laughs> steaming pile of dog. Wow. Well, I am shocked, Sammy. Okie dokie. Wow. Yeah, Sammy. Yeah, it's just a, a massive difference between our that's, scores. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's your opinion, Sammy. Then fair play. That's your opinion. Fair play. Team. No, absolutely. I just can't yeah. get over it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for that, Sammy. Uh, moving on, and last one. This is Joe Turner. This episode has some standout performances, especially from John Barrow and Gareth David Lloyd, who played Yanto and Kyo, and who played Reese. I love seeing the Beauchene Peninsula and getting inside the Jack's past. We got to see a switch in character between Owen and Tosh, to see each of them adopt the other's traits. And also, what is it with tortured sandwiches and love? Honestly, firstly pickle sandwiches, now smoked salmon, there must be some blooming good sandwiches. I love the idea of Gwen forgetting Reese, as it was a reset that their relationship needed, because she proved to herself that even with tortured and its thrills, she still loves Reese. Talking about Reese in this, in this episode, it he was great. Kai Owen is just such a versatile actor. He plays the emotional and comedy scenes really, really well. My favourite scene was between Yanto and Adam, where he fills him with fake memories. Gareth's acting is superb. He really portrays a sinister, evil Jack the Ripper sort of character really well. It was disturbing and wrong, yet made for an excellent scene. Finally, it's cool when they reminisce of memories that define them to defeat Adam. We learn so much about the team, especially Owen and his cold mum, maybe explaining his cold, selfish ways. And the ending was great, showing how evil um, Adam was, destroying Jack's only good memory. Overall, I give this episode an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. Okay. Mm, yes, good stuff. He went with a point 0.5. Went with a point 0.5 that we didn't, yeah, uh, thought it was worthy of. Um, yeah, you rattled through a load of stuff there, Joe. That was very cool. Um, uh, one thing that I didn't, we didn't really talk about too much. We kind of alluded to it a little bit, but um, that whole scene with Adam planting the memories into Yanto. Uh, we obviously spoke about that scene and those scenes being a bit savage and a bit sort of hardcore. Um the performance, though, from Gareth David Lloyd was very good in and just yes. after those scenes, wasn't it? He played that really well. He did, like, yeah. Um, like the whole sinister thing where he's got the girl up against the wall with her hand around her throat and stuff like that. Very sinister. But then also the after, like the the bit afterwards where, like you said, he's just a weeping mess. and So that whole bit there, that whole sort of 10 minutes, I suppose, uh, Gareth David Lloyd had a really good, really good performance in those bits. Yeah, no, yeah. he was good actually. We probably didn't mention that enough about um, Gareth because he, he did give a good performance. Yeah, those scenes are quite adult as well, aren't they? Uh, yeah, quite, yeah. yeah, quite dark. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, over on the socials, we only had a few over there. We didn't have any on Facebook, but over on Twitter, we had Chippy T. So, I like the concept of this episode. It reminds me of an old episode of Space 1999, but a lot better. The sand in the box at the end was a good idea and made me think we might come back to this theme. Not bad at all. A seven from me. Seven? Okay. Seven, yeah. 
Uh, I remember, uh, so this is Jordan Shortman, one of our writers. He says, I remember not enjoying, enjoying this one when it first aired originally and hadn't seen it since a recent rewatch and I was surprised that I enjoyed it. Still not a fave, but the performances sell it to me. A filler episode for sure, but a pretty decent one. Cheers, Jordan. Cheers, Jordan. Yep. Uh, Lost on Gallifrey podcast. One of the best and most intriguing episodes of Torchwood. A fascinating B-movie-like plot that suits Torchwood very well. An eight out of ten. And lastly, Sarah Louise, the running Hoovian. So it's a great storyline, which had me on the edge of my seat, wanting to shout at the Torchwood team not to believe him. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Dick played Adam very well. I wanted to punch him, and I'm not a violent person. Uh, it was Sarah. also good to learn about Jack's childhood, but we will we see more? And Sarah gives it an 8 out of 10. Oh. Uh, so like yeah, like I said, no, nothing on, on Facebook this week. Uh, so next week, bud, what have we got next week? Next week, it's uh, the 10th Doctor, and we're going to be reviewing Army of the Ghosts and Doomsday. Ah, there's two parts of that we haven't seen in bloody ages. We found. That I earlier. have not seen this in <laughs> yonks. Uh, what's what season would this be? The finale to is it season two? Um, series two. I think it would have been, yeah, because it's Rose still. Yeah, so season two. It's Rose. Yeah, isn't it? series two. Sorry. Yes, Cyberman, Cyberman, and Daleks. Yeah, it's weird actually because it's just occurred to me. I always think Rose is in it longer. I always thought she did two series with Tennant, but she didn't, did she? She did two. No. She did. Um, she did one with Eccleston. One with Eccleston, one with, one with Tennant, and then it was Martha. Yeah, so two. Yeah, it was Martha. Yeah, I was thinking she's in it longer than that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I am very much looking forward to this. It's uh, been a heck of a long time since I've watched that finale. Yeah, me too, mate. Yeah. yeah. Army of Ghosts and Doomsday next week. Should be a good one. Right, dude. I think we'll wrap there for 290. All righty. Thank you thank you thank you so much for coming back and listening to another another week another episode of the big blue box podcast this was episode 290 thank you so much to those that sent in your audio reviews and those that are commenting on socials it's always great to hear what you guys think of the stories that we're reviewing next week as adam said army of ghosts and doomsday to get your dvds or your blu-rays out and ready to get those watch we'll be asking for your opinions on that as always in the meantime head over to our website Big Blue Box Podcast at Cadet UK. You can listen to all of our shows on there. Plus, you can watch. Um, you can watch. Sorry, you can read all of the cool articles and reviews from our awesome writing team. Uh, or if you want to listen to our podcast on an app, whatever app you get your podcasts on, just do a search for us, the Big Blue Box Podcast. You'll find us on there. Uh, and if you haven't already, then give us a, a subscribe. A subscribe. A subscribe. Give us a subscribe on those. That means you won't miss a show, and it lands every single Friday. And if you've got a minute to leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome because it helps us out loads and loads. We're on the socials too. Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search for us over there. Uh, We chat Doctor Who throughout the week in between shows to come and join in. We have a free Discord server as well. There's a link on the website. Come and join that and hang out and chat. Plenty of Doctor Who on the Discord server. Actually on Discord, there's loads of conversations happening. There's Doctor Who, Modern and Classic. There's Big Finish. There's Merchandise. There's like... Um, like newer trailer stuff discussion all of that stuff going over there so come and hang out chat with other Doctor Who fans also remember to check out my co-host channel over on YouTube it is indeed The Geek's Handbag yeah The Geek's Handbag go and check it out 
recent vid, the old calendars. Yeah. Doctor Who calendars. <laughs> Doctor Who. Uh, 2021 is rolling around. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and as I say every week, tons and tons of cool videos on Adam's channel. Go and get comfy and, and check those out. And Adam's on the socials too, under the same name, The Geek's Handbag. Go and give him a like and a follow. Over there, you won't be able to shut him up once mm-hmm. you follow him. Oh, I love the socials. Indeedy. Uh, let us know if you guys managed to pick up the Series 8 Blu-ray collection box set. Looking very nice. Hopefully all of you guys get around to bagging that, uh, especially if you didn't pick them up before. Until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Hey. 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 Hey.